Oh, what is it? David. The pain again. It's morning anyway. Let me get you something. Milk. It's the only thing that helps. Rachel. Rachel. Lord in heaven, why do you torture me like this? Isn't it enough that the world is full of cheaters and liars? Does my stomach have to betray me as well? I'll milk the goat in a minute, Master. I'll have the milk in a minute. Don't just stand there telling me about it. Go get the milk. Yes, Master. Figs? Figs? I couldn't face them. They're very good. My father sent them. Your father? Well, then they're bound to be poisoned. Don't be absurd. Of course they're not poisoned. My father loves me, at least. I thought I told you never to mention your father to me again as long as we live. He's still my father. And you're my wife. Though by heaven I swear I have the right to put you away, since your father never paid the dowry he promised. I don't want to argue with you. Then why don't you do what I tell you? You tell me not to speak to my own father and mother. They're dishonest. They lied to me. They couldn't help it. The milk, my lord. Oh, at last. I'm sorry you're in pain today, Master. You're not as sorry as I am. But that helps. That does help. Master, there's a man who heals the sick. I'm not sick. I just have a painful stomach. Of course you're sick. You cough blood in the night. His name is Jesus. He's from Nazareth. From Nazareth? Is he that rabbi that Herod locked no, up in... Master, that was John the Baptist. You certainly keep up with these religious fellows, don't you? David, she's only trying to what help. What business do servants have worrying about religion and healing? Why, I think she was serving us very well. If this man can heal you... If, if, if he can heal me, why haven't I heard of him? Because all you ever talk about to anyone is how my parents have cheated you out of my dowry. Who can get a word in edgewise? He's a gentle sort of man. But the power of God is in him. The power of God? I wonder if he can get the Lord to punish oath-breakers. David, you wouldn't try to curse my parents, would you? Of course not. Oh, my stomach. I need a dozen more goats. A thousand more so that I can drink milk all day. Rachel, where's this rabbi, this Jesus of Nazareth? They say he's teaching and healing the sick near the Sea of Galilee. Then I'll go there. I'll go and see if he can heal my stomach. Now, my morning meal. I'm hungry. But the thought of food in my stomach... What did Job suffer that I'm not suffering? You still have your wife. Yes, without a dowry. I'll be back for dinner. I have to prepare the servants for the harvest. Oh, he'll be hard to work with today. This Jesus. I hope he can heal more than a foul stomach. If the master listens, my lady, he may learn. My parents were ruined by a blight that destroyed their farm. They had no harvest that year. How could they pay a dowry? They can barely live. Yet David is constantly accusing them of being cheaters, oath-breakers. Are they, mistress? They're the finest people in Israel. Then perhaps the master is so angry because his stomach is in such pain. Or perhaps his stomach hurts him because he's always so angry. Come. 
Let's have our meal. Cease to do evil and learn to do right. Pursue justice and champion the oppressed. Give the orphan his rights. Plead the widow's cause. And now, Rule, read for us. Jerusalem is stricken and Judah fallen because they have spoken and acted against the Lord, rebelling against the glance of his glorious eye. Rule, that's not where we're reading. Oh, my people, your guides lead you astray and confuse the path that you should take. Rule, why did you read that passage from Isaiah? Because the master said it. And he said the prophet spoke of our own day. (laughs) The master? But rule, I am your master. You say only what the prophets put in your mouth, but God speaks directly to the master. Where are you getting ideas like this? Who is this master? Jesus of Nazareth. The one who treats the temple as if it were his own vineyard? (laughs) (laughs) He is the greatest rabbi in Israel. And how many rabbis have you known? You. So he's greater than I am. That's not saying much rule. I'm not a great rabbi. Rabbi Eliasaph, are you angry with me? I'm not angry because you think another rabbi is greater than I. But rule, how can that passage from Isaiah speak of our times? We Pharisees, we scribes, we we don't lead the people astray. We lead them to follow the law. That's what the Master says. Jesus of Nazareth? He says the scribes and Pharisees lead the people astray, just as Isaiah prophesied. Then the law is not enough, he says. Master Elisaph, aren't you going to punish Rule? Punish him? For listening to a wicked teacher. No, it's it's not the students who must be punished, but the teacher whose words and works are false. He healed my mother, and she was going to die. Did he? And how do you know she wouldn't have gotten better anyway? But she was very sick, and from the moment he touched her... She, uh, enough. Enough of this Jesus. Read the passage for today. Uh, cease to do evil and learn to do right. Pursue justice and champion the oppressed. Give the orphan his rights. Plead the widow's cause. Cease to do evil and learn to do right. Pursue justice and champion the oppressed. Give the orphan his rights. Plead the widow's cause. So you want to go hear this Jesus of Nazareth? Yes, Master. If his teachings are reaching even to the boys in the school, I have to know what it is they're learning from him. Go, then, and hear him. But Eliasaph... Yes, Master. You have an inquiring mind, and you think perhaps more than you ought. Be careful. How can a man think too much? Just remember which things a Jew may question. And which things he may not question. Don't let this Jesus turn you from Torah. Watch where you're going, there. Careful there. Are you trying to kill us? Roman swine, you'll have your day of reckoning. Careful, friend. Do you want to be arrested for a revolutionary? Oh, they won't bother with a man like me. And they are swine. Nevertheless, we must obey Torah and trust in the hand of God to deliver us. You're a rabbi. A young one. A teacher of children, still learning. Where are you going? I've heard of Jesus of Nazareth. I want to hear what he teaches. Teaches? (laughs) What does it matter what he teaches? 
They say he has the power of God within. I'm going to be healed. Of what? You aren't lame or blind? And I'm not a leper either, in case that's what you're thinking. It's just some pains in my stomach that keep plaguing me. And I wouldn't mind if he'd cure me of a worse problem. What's that? It's my wife's family. They never paid me her dowry. I ought to put her away, they've treated me so shamefully. And they have the gall to still talk to her in spite of my orders to her. Despicable people. I'm terribly afraid that some of their dishonor will turn up in my own children. Do you think I ought to divorce her? You can do it any time. Why haven't you? Oh, you're no help. You rabbis are all the same, answering questions with questions or quotations that no one can understand. Watch how you speak to a rabbi, man. Who asked you? Rabbis are rabbis. They go to school to learn the Torah. Me? I'm a man of affairs. I make money. I'm as good in my work as he is in his. What's that to you? A man who serves God is greater than any other man. Is that so? I keep hearing that from the pious who won't spit without asking if Moses gave consent for it. But I look at the rabbis, and they're no better than anyone else I know. Worse than a good many, for that matter. You, rabbi, did God whisper in your ear that you were better than other men? No. You see, God didn't call the rabbis, they called God. And whether God bothered to answer them or not, no one knows. Then you're no friend of Torah. I'm a friend of honor, that's what I am. I'm a friend of a man keeping his word. Where are my servants? I don't have to walk along with fanatics. What are you, zealots? Don't start trying to stir up a mob against me. I know my right under the law. I follow Torah as well as any man might and still protect his interests. Hiram, Uriel, come here. I have water, Rabbi. Will you drink? Gratefully. What's your name, son? Stephen. A Greek name, and yet you follow Torah. I'm the son of a Greek soldier. Oh? And now you know my parentage. Now you know what the law makes of me. You have no time for me. Is that it? I've drunk your water. Will you eat my bread? But you're a rabbi. And you'll still have something to do with me? We're travelers on the same road. You're not an ordinary rabbi. No, no, I'm not. I told my master I was coming to hear this Jesus in order to be able to counter his arguments. But I wonder. I'm coming to him because I heard he teaches a way for such a man as me to fit within the law. Stay with me, Stephen. I want to know what you think of him after we've seen him. But didn't you understand me? That Greek soldier, his name was Stephen... But that's all he ever bothered to tell my mother. And my name is Eliasaph, the name of one of the congregation of fools who told Israel that the land of Palestine was too dangerous. There are times when I've wondered whether ten out of twelve of us in Israel aren't still a congregation of wicked, foolish, frightened men. But a week ago, a good boy in my class stood up and rebuked me. He said... Your guides lead you astray and confuse the path that you should take. I've wondered, often, often wondered. The comments of the rabbis bend around themselves often. And what do they mean? What is it for? My teachers have no answers. Are we puppets that it once pleased God to make? What does he plan for us? And yet no one has answers that satisfy. I'm unsatisfied. And I... 
We're just like that foolish man then, aren't we? Who tells total strangers about an unpaid dowry and still doesn't think to divorce his wife. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look at that one. You think she's married? <laughs> or do you think she cares? <laughs> you! Woman! Are you sleeping cold on the road tonight? <laughs> Leave me alone. See? She'd rather be my friend. I don't know you. Leave me alone. Leave her alone. Uh, are you telling us what to do, little boy? I'm a rabbi, and I tell you the same. Leave the woman alone. Can't you see she has no need for such as you? Come on, brother. Let's not have trouble. The joke's gone far enough. I won't have some rabbi and a child tell me what to do. Come on, don't push it. It was a joke. Maybe you're joking, but I'm not. I said come on. Get your hands off me. I'll kill you, you fool. Don't touch me. I'll kill you. Come on. It's gone far enough. Let's not have this. Stop him. Oh. Fine specimens of Israel. That's what bothers me about this Jesus. Sounds to me like he's teaching the destruction of the law. But without the law, what would keep such men as these under control? I'll ask him. If he's all they claim him to be, he'll have an answer. And if he doesn't, then I'll know. I thought you Pharisees already knew. Why am I telling you? Because the law has no place for me. Perhaps. No, we Pharisees don't know. We only know what Moses said and what the rabbis have said that he meant. But they don't all agree, and in the end I wonder, why has God been silent so long? Could it be that we've stopped listening? We have the law, and we're so sure that's everything. But if God tried to tell us more, would we hear? You're not going to last long as a rabbi, Elihaseph. <laughs> and then you and I would be in the same place, wouldn't we? Come on, look. Look there, along the shore. Do you see the crowds gathering at that hill? Why, I think we've found what we were looking for. Is this where the Nazarene is teaching? They say he's up in the mount with his disciples. They say he'll come out and heal people after. Then let's get close to the front, if we can, to hear him and ask him what we want him to tell us. Here, have more bread. I, I ran out of food yesterday. I didn't expect someone else to feed me. I meant to find work. I... You have work. You have to listen to me and talk to me. <laughs> oh, there you are. The rabbi and the boy who thinks rabbis should be treated like angels. Well, have you seen this Jesus? He hasn't come out of the mountain yet. We're waiting. Tell me, rabbi. Are you here to trip him up? I'm here to listen to what he has to say. Oh, I was hoping to see a good argument. Then turn around. Here comes an argument up the hill. I'm trying to And there you start ordering me around in front of other people. Sorry. Oh, you should be. Make a fool out of me in front of everybody. You're right. I'm sorry. Here, let's sit down. Look, they're coming. Off the hillside. Well, come on, then. Watch out. Watch what you say. Not to break your head, you fool. Well, watch what you're doing. Will you two quiet down? Who are you telling to be quiet? We can't hear the master with you shouting. See, now you've made everyone angry with us. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh. Oh. How blessed are those whose hearts are pure. They shall see God. 
How blessed are the peacemakers. God shall call them his sons. There, Stephen, I can see why a man in your case might want to follow him. Nothing about parentage, just if your heart is pure. You'll see God. If you're a peacemaker, then you are the son of God. Then would it matter to him if we were true sons of Abraham? No, but the real question is, would it matter to God? Who is this man that he speaks as if God had never Don't spoken to anyone else that before? Come to abolish the law and the prophets? I didn't come to abolish, but to fulfill. I tell you this, so long as heaven and earth endure, not a letter, not a stroke will disappear from the law until all that it stands for is achieved. If any man therefore sets aside even the least of the law's demands and teaches others to do the same, he will have the lowest place in the kingdom of heaven. Whereas anyone who keeps the law and teaches others so will stand high in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless you show yourselves far better men than the Pharisees and the doctors of the law, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven. Stephen, do you understand him? He says that we ought to teach the law, and then he says that Pharisees and scribes can never enter the kingdom of heaven. What does he mean by it? You have learned that our forefathers were told, do not commit murder. Anyone who commits murder must be brought to judgment. But what I tell you is this. Anyone who nurses anger against his brother must be brought to judgment. If he says to his brother, I'll kill you, he's in danger of the Sanhedrin. If he calls his brother a fool, he'll be in danger of hellfire. Hey, you! Did you hear that? Shut your mouth. I'll shut it for you. You've learned the law this way. Do not commit adultery. But what I tell you is this. If a man looks on a woman with a lustful eye, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Oh, come on. This is nonsense. Adultery just for noticing a woman who's got a fine shape and clever. Let's get out of here. Go on if you want to. I'm staying. Come on, I said. But I want to hear him. I'm staying. Quiet. Again, you've been taught that the law says, don't break your oath, and oaths sworn to the Lord must be kept. But what I tell you is this. You are not to swear at all. Not by heaven, for it is God's Did you hear throne. that? Just as I told you, oaths have to be kept, and my wife's family has broken theirs. They haven't paid their dowry yet, and that was an oath, just like he said. Oh, come on, I'm leaving. Come along. You ought to stay, man, and hear this. He's a wise rabbi. Go on if you want to. I'll, I'll meet you later. Come on, you're just wasting your time. Come on and listen, man. I tell you, this Jesus is saying some things you ought to hear. Shut your mouth, Ralph. Pass no judgment, and you won't be judged. For as you judge others, so you will yourselves be judged. And whatever measure you deal out to others will be dealt back to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, 
with never a thought for the great plank in your own? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's that plank in your own? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to help your brother clean his sight. There, Stephen. He's a good man. If people followed his words, we wouldn't need all the laws we have now, because they'd be better than the law requires. Just when I was thinking that the fellow with the unpaid dowry was guilty of breaking the very laws that Jesus teaches, I had to think, don't judge him either. And I, how am I to judge anyone? This man wants people to come close to God in their hearts, so close that they don't need the law anymore. While we Pharisees, we're teaching them to keep their eyes so closely on the law that there's little chance that they'll ever see God. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my heavenly Father. What then of the man who hears these words of mine and acts upon them? He is like a man who had the sense to build his house on rock. The rain came down, the floods rose, the wind blew and beat upon that house, but it did not fall because its foundations were on rock. But what of the man who hears the words I say and doesn't act upon them? He's like a man who was foolish enough to build his house on sand. The rain came down, the floods rose, the wind blew and beat upon that house. Down it fell with a great crash. <laughs> Stephen, what am I to do? This rabbi, he understands. He understands not only the law, but also the reason for it. The heart of it, the mind of the Lord. This is the life of the law. And now, and now how can, can I go back to teaching the empty letter? Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Master, me. Me next. Even after these others who have come further in greater pain than you? I've got to get back home soon. I can't wait all day. Master, I, I have a terrible pain in my stomach. I know how much pain you have and what your disease is. But the cure for you isn't in your stomach. The cure is in your heart. What do you mean? You healed all these others. Won't you heal me? Didn't you hear anything I said? You've devoted your life to judging others. Why don't you be as good as your wife and spend your time forgiving others and helping them? I'll tell you why you haven't divorced your wife, ma'am. Because you know that she is far closer to the kingdom of heaven than you are. And that with all your money, you're not a tenth as good as she. All that is good and joyful in your life comes from her. Why do you quibble about a dowry? Who's been telling you about my life? You came to me for healing, and you're surprised that I know your disease? You have an unforgiving heart. Cure that, and you'll cure those pains of yours. Go home to your wife. 
and never speak to her of the dowry again. Go to your wife's parents. Tell them that you forgive them and offer them the money they need to buy back their lands from the lenders. See then if they don't repay you tenfold. And if they paid you a hundred times as much, how much would you still owe God, who gave you good health and a good mind and life itself? So you won't cure me after I came all this way. So you won't accept the cure after I came all this way. Think about what I've told you and obey me or God has no use for you. But I... You've had your turn Elias, come here to me. Master, you know my name. Elias, the Lord knows your heart and blesses you. Teach the children. It's a righteous work. But Master, shouldn't I follow you? Teach the children and you will follow me. What do you think that I'm doing? And you, Stephen? Master. Do you think my father doesn't know whose son you are? Follow me, and you'll be a son of God. What does your earthly parentage matter then? Master, can I truly follow after you? I have reached out my hands and healed many. But you... You come to me with pure hearts, and I can heal you, not from the illness of the body, but from the torment of the spirit. But, Master, my heart hasn't been pure. I've sinned often. But, Stephen, if I have the power to heal the sick, haven't I the power to forgive your sins? Master, and mine? Eliasif, I forgave you before you asked because you love righteousness more than you love yourself. You learned more than your teachers meant to teach you. You understand not what God said to Moses, but what God meant the law to accomplish. What have you been waiting for? For the fulfillment of the prophecies and the explanation of the law. You were hungry and thirsty, Eliasif. But now you are filled. I know, Master. If only my teachers could have heard you today. But Elias, if they would have listened with different ears, thinking all the time of arguments to trip me up. They think they have the answers, and so they haven't wisdom enough to ask any more questions. Go your way, Elias, and fill your children's hearts with the word of God. Soon enough, you'll know what your teachers think of me. David, is it you? David, you're home. Home, yes. Did he heal you? He healed others right in my sight. Healed them, but he wouldn't do a thing for me. He wouldn't do a single thing for me.
Out of my way. Father! Father! Where are you? Why, Cadmiel, what are you doing back from Syria already? Where's your husband, Mother? I don't know. He always withdraws himself at this time of day. And you don't even know where he goes. Father! There you are. Cadmiel, I'm glad to see you. I'm sure you are. That's why you came out to greet me when you heard me calling. But I was praying. Locked away like a thief in the linen? You've muffled yourself in here so tightly that I doubt God himself could hear you. I think he hears me. Well, if praying did any good, I suppose you'd be the richest man in Israel. Which you're not. And you'll soon be the poorest at the rate you're giving your money away, and so will I. Oh? Didn't your journey to Damascus bring any profit? Of course it brought profit. I made three talents for every one I invested. Or nearly that, anyway. <laughs> it's you! That blind boy and his mother, they're making preparations for a trip to the Galilee. And where do they get the money? I can't tell you, says the woman. A very kind man who loves God, says the blind boy, and I know who that is. I know who it is who spends his money, my money, paying for blind boys to take grand tours of the Palestinian countryside. Are you angry, Cadmiel? Am I angry? You're the laughing stock of this village. Did you know that? Tell him, Mother. I'm used to Cadmiel being angry with me, Billa, but are you? No, Amasa. You know that I'm not. But it is true that people think you're out of your mind. They never see you praying in the streets, you know. They never see you giving alms. There are many who think you're the stingiest rich man in all Hebron. But you know that I'm not. I know that. But no one else does. You're so secret about it. As if you were ashamed of doing good. He only keeps it secret because he doesn't want me to find out. But I always do, you know, Father. You'd give away your entire fortune if I let you, and then what would happen to Mother and me after you die? Oh, you're rich enough in your own right, Cadmiel. You own two houses But yourself. look at me! What do you see? A rather handsome young man who's obviously very rich and has no idea how to speak respectfully to his father. I'd speak respectfully if you'd act respectably. What you see is last year's clothes. I'm the only man in the council who is wearing hideously old clothing. No. Oh, yeah. You mean you're the only young rich man whose clothing must be worn more than one day before it's thrown away? <laughs> oh, but Cadmiel, I'm not robbing you. I'm giving to those who weren't as lucky as you. You were born to wealth, but there are so many who were born to poverty. Why should I have so much when they have so little? Well, you ought to think of your son from time to time. I haven't half as much money as I need to do all that I could do. 
I could be fantastically wealthy if I just had your lands to put with mine. Where you give away all your surplus every year, I could put that money back into investment. I could put it out for high interest and... And lend money to the poor. What a marvelous idea. Lend money to the poor. Huh. And then when they can't repay, you take away their homes and leave them worse off than before. Oh, you are such a generous lad, Cadmiel. God must have smiled twice when he created you. Now don't be angry, Amasa. <laughs> I'm not angry. Here, look at this. It's your will. Uh, just a copy. But father, father, look, mother, he's cutting me off. He's giving a little to you and then all the rest to the, to the poor and leaving me with nothing. What kind of a loving father are you? It's my father I'm trying to please, not yours. You have enough. You don't need more. But I'll tell you what, Cadmill. I will change this will to leave half to you and half to your mother and her share to you also after she dies on one condition. What's that? Why, on condition that you take the same journey as little Uzziah and his mother Rahab. I? Travel with that blind boy? A man of my stature? It may surprise you, Cadmiel, but no one will think you look any shorter just because you stand beside a child. But where are they going? To the Sea of Galilee, to hear Jesus of Nazareth. To be healed. Oh, that fraud. That charlatan. Have you ever seen him or heard him? I don't have to. There are no miracles. But there were once, weren't there, Cadmiel? Or don't you believe that God parted the Red Sea and let Israel pass on dry ground? I don't know whether I believe it or not. But there certainly aren't any miracles now. Here. Here's the money, Cadmiel. Go on the journey, hear him teach, and then come home and tell me how you want me to change my will. And, and you, Bilhar, you go with him. I? Why this Jesus? Why go hear him? I was in the temple at Passover some time ago, where I was haggling with a man over the price of a lamb. And then, while I quarreled and shouted, another man came into the temple courtyard and started crying out in rage, saying, You've turned my father's house into a den of thieves. And he began upsetting tables and scourging the money changers until they left the place. And that was Jesus, a rabble-rouser, a rebel. A troublemaker. A den of thieves, he said. And I stood there and watched him. And it was true. I was nothing but a thief, trying my best to cheat everyone I worked with in order to make a profit at their expense. It's not cheating. 
It's good business. Well, your young eyes are clearer than mine. I have trouble finding the line between them. At that moment, I made myself a promise. I will never cheat another man. I will do only what this Jesus would want me to do. And now you want me to go hear him teach? Huh. Some ragged rabbi in the hills... Yes, go to him. Spend three days with him. And then come home and tell me what you want me to do with the will. And why must I go? I... To make sure Cadmiel doesn't shave a day off the bargain in order to make a profit. Are you accusing me of wanting to cheat you? You came in here bragging about how you cheated everyone you traded with in Damascus. Why should I assume that I'm safe from you? Now go! Or this will stands as it's written. The copy is already with the elders of the village, though none of them knows what it says. Go, or I'll give you no chance, and the will will stay unchanged forever. Go, I have no more patience with you. Go! What's happened to him? Has he gone crazy? Come on, Mother. He says we're to go to Galilee and see this Jesus. So let's have it done with. Let's not waste a moment. I want that will changed so that when he dies, I won't have to waste any of my breath mourning. Cadmiel! What kind of ungrateful... I was being ironic. In the name of heaven, Mother, I thought that you would know that I wouldn't say such a thing as that. Not and mean it. Alms, you there. Alms, a rich young man. Go ahead. Give him alms, for heaven's sakes, Cadmiel. You don't want people to think you're stingy, do you? Wretched scum. I wish they'd all drop dead. If this is God's chosen people... Here you are. Here you are, three denarii. And for you. And for you, and for you. Here, three denarii. From Cadmiel Brar Amasa, from Hebron. If we weren't traveling with this pathetic beggar boy and his mother, we wouldn't seem like such an easy mark for all the beggars in Israel. You don't need to travel with us if you don't want. Oh, did you hear me? My eyes aren't much, but I'm not deaf. Cadmiel only meant that... I know what he meant. Wretched boy. That's all right, Cadmiel. I think you aren't much of a man either. Do you dare to talk to me that way? I know one good man, Cadmiel. They tell me you resemble him, but I can't see how. You can't see anything. I can see what a man does and what a man says. Your face may be like your father's, but your soul is not. I ought to beat you within an inch of your life, you nasty little camel-brained swine. I ought to... What kind of man are you threatening a blind boy? Leave him alone. Leave him alone. This is going to be a long journey. Look, my clothes are absolutely ruined by the dust. This is good enough right here. If we go any farther, we'll have to be right among the rabble. Mother, will you lead me farther? I want to be close to him, so I can hear. Please, watch me. 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 Please
He's trying to speak. He's speaking. How blessed are those who know their need of God. The kingdom of heaven is there. Oh, this isn't good enough, Cadmiel. We can't hear a thing here. I don't want to hear any more than I have to. I thought you said you had no intention of cheating on the bargain with your father. You promised you'd listen. You can't listen if you don't hear. All right, all right. We'll go closer. Quiet down. I can't hear a thing. Quiet yourself. Oh, people don't have any understanding of how to treat people like me with respect. You there, Uzziah. Oh, you decided to come closer. What has he said so far? He said, how blessed are those who show mercy. Mercy shall be shown to them. Hmm, Father shows mercy all, all the time. And who shows mercy to him? Not you, certainly. Oh, this boy is disgusting. And if a man wants to sue you for your shirt, let him have your coat as well. If a man forces you to go a mile with him, Go with him, too. Give when you are asked to give. Don't turn your back on a man who wants to borrow. Well, you can certainly see where Father gets his ridiculous ideas. If I gave in to every man who sues me, I'd be a beggar in a week. Or maybe you'd have more friends. Therefore, be perfect, just as your Heavenly Father is perfect. <laughs> now that's a practical doctrine. Be quiet! Don't you know that Jesus is talking to you? To me? What does a man like this have to say to me? When you do some act of charity, don't announce it with trumpets like the hypocrites do, so that everyone will see you and admire you for your generosity. I tell you this. They have their reward already, and none will be waiting for them in my Father's house in heaven. No. When you do some act of charity, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Your good deed must be secret, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Just like your father, Cadmiel. He isn't famous with men, he's famous with God. The hypocrites love to say their prayers standing up in synagogue and at the street corners for everyone to see them. They have their reward already. But when you pray, go into a room by yourself, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is there in the secret place. And your Father who sees what is secret will reward you with open hands. Is that why Father does it all in secret? Not because he's ashamed, but because... Because... Because why, Cadmiel? Because he just wants to talk to God? And he doesn't care if other people think he's righteous or not? He just... He'd rather be righteous than seem righteous. This Jesus makes it sound like a good idea. But let your prayers be simple and sincere. Not repeating words you've memorized, but saying what's in your heart. Your father knows what your needs are before you asked. You don't have to keep shouting the same words to him over and over as if he were deaf. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, thy name be hallowed. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread 
Forgive us the wrong that we've done, as we have forgiven those who have wronged us. And do not bring us to the test, but save us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Mother, the doctrine this man teaches, he seems to require more than the Pharisees do, and yet imagine praying to God as if you were talking to your brothers, just saying what's in your heart and saying it once. I can see why your father found the doctrine so appealing. It's as if he were saying that it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you. It only matters what God thinks of you. And yet, it must not be so terribly hard to live like this. Your father lives this law already, and he's a happy man. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where it grows rusty and moth-eaten, and thieves break in to steal it. Store up treasure in heaven, where there is no moth and no rust to spoil it, no thieves to break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eyes are sound, you will have light for your whole body. If your eyes are bad, your whole body will be in darkness. If then the only light you have is darkness, the darkness is doubly dark. No servant can be the slave of two masters. For either he will hate the first and love the second, or he will be devoted to the first and think nothing of the second. You cannot serve God and money. Is that what I've been doing? Serving money? Well, can't I try to get rich and also serve God? So don't be anxious about food and clothes. Surely life is more than food. The body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow and reap and store in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You are worth more than the birds. Is there a man of you who by anxious thought can add a foot to his height? And why be anxious about clothes? Consider how the flowers grow in the fields. They don't work, they don't spin. And yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his splendor was not attired like one of these. But if that is how God clothes the grass in the fields, won't he clothe you too? How little faith you have. No, don't ask anxiously, what are we to eat and what are we to wear? Set your mind on God's kingdom and his justice before everything else. And all the rest will come to you as well. As much as you really need. You see, Cadmiel, I had no money for food, but God provided through your father. Your father is one of the hands of God, doing his work on the earth. I think you love my father better than I do. If you'd try to be like he is, you'd love him too. You only love the people who are like what you're trying to become. And you, blind boy, what is this Jesus going to do for you? Perhaps he will heal me and let me see. And perhaps not. And then your whole journey will have been wasted. I don't think so. He's healed others. Why would he turn me away? 
You never know. These religious men can be strange. I don't know. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there a man among you who will offer his son a stone when he asks for bread? Or a snake when he asks for fish? If you then, evil as you are, know how to give your children what is good for them, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Father has been good to me, hasn't he, Mother? He's never done anything without thinking whether it would help you be a good and happy man, Cadmiel. Always treat others as you would like them to treat you. That is the Torah. That is the law. That is all that the prophets have been trying to say to you for all these centuries. Always treat others as you would like them to treat you. And I've spent years cheating other people. And then I'm always surprised when they try to cheat me. Enter by the narrow gate. The gate is wide that leads to hell. And there is plenty of room on the road. Room enough for all who go that way. And there are many of them. But the gate that leads to eternal life is small, and the road is narrow, and those who find it are few. Father has found that way. That's why he looks so strange to everyone. Because no one else in all our friends, none of the other rich men we know has found that narrow way. Mother, I'm ashamed. We've never understood what your father was trying to do. And look, Jesus is finished, and just as I was beginning to love the words he spoke. Mother, come with me. There are so many things I want to ask him. Master Cadmiel, will you help my son? Look, the crowds are already around him. I'll never be able to help Uzziah get close to the master. Help me, Cadmiel. But all I want to do is ask him some... Yes. Yes, I'll help you. Here, let me hold your hand. Better yet, climb up on my shoulders. Here. Oh. <clears throat> now, we'll get you through to him. And if he has any healing power in him, we'll get you to him. Cadmiel, this isn't like you. I don't feel like me. But holding a poor blind child on your shoulders? Make way. Let me by. I'm going to see the master. Make way. Let me through. Come along. Can't you see this boy has more need than you? Make way. Are we getting closer? Uh, I don't think so. He seems to be moving the other way. It's not important. I'm used to being blind. Oh, don't be ridiculous. We'll reach him soon enough. You there! Holding the blind boy! You there! Out of the way. We're trying to reach Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus, one of his... one of his witnesses, his apostles. He ordained us this morning and gave us his power. What are you doing, Simon? I am Simon Peter. And who are you? Cadmiel Bar Amasa of Hebron. I'm bringing Uzziah here to the master to ask him to heal the boy. The master put his hands on our heads today and ordained us his witnesses. He said that we should heal the sick in his name. And will you heal me? 
I think we should wait until we get to Jesus himself. Look at all the crowds around him. He gave us his power so that we could help him do his work. If he gave you his power, then you can heal me. Please put me down, Cadmia. Don't disappoint the boy. Peter, it isn't going to work. What do you mean, Judas? The master said we have the power. So we have the power. Don't be ridiculous. It was just, just a sign of how much he loves us. That's all. We can't do that kind of thing. He said we could. Here, lad. What's your name? Uzziah Barmichael. My father's dead. Your father in heaven isn't. He's alive and he'll help you. Let me touch you and... What does the master say? I've heard it a hundred times. He says, your faith has healed you. But I still can't see. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. See. I'm sorry. I, I still can't... Isn't it any better at all? Maybe... Maybe a little. Let me take you to Jesus, boy. No! He said it was a little better. He was he just said... being nice. Simon, you don't have the power to do it. You're making a fool of yourself, and all of us he called as his witnesses. He's the only one who can do that sort of thing. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power he gave me today, I command you to be healed. I command it! Shouting isn't going to help him see better. It'll only make him deaf. I've got to be able to do it. I've got to do it. Why, Simon, you're weeping. <laughs> Master. He, he was trying to heal this boy. I told him he shouldn't, but he kept on trying. Child, do you believe I can heal you? I know you can, Master. Peter, take my hand. Let's touch his eyes together. Yes, Peter, gently, like that. Now, Uzziah, my small son, I command you to look and see who it is that touches you. Master, oh, Master, you're beautiful. It's your faith that let you see, Uzziah and your love that makes me beautiful. To the enemies of God, I'm not such a joyful sight. Simon, Judas, were you quarreling? I told him not to try to heal the boy, but... You have too little faith, both of you. Simon, you don't have enough faith in yourself. You keep doubting that God will really trust you with his power. And he doesn't. Only because you don't trust yourself yet. And you, Judas, you doubt the power itself. Master, I don't. If I have the power to heal this boy, then why do you doubt that I can give the power to anyone else that I like? You are as blind as this child was, Judas because you don't understand yet that I mean my kingdom to stand forever, even when I'm no longer with you. And when I'm gone, what will there be? The blind leading the blind? Won't you all then fall into a ditch together? It's true that the disciple can never be above his master. 
but everyone that purifies himself will be with his master and be like his master until no one can see a difference between them. Be perfect, Simon. Be perfect, Judas. Perfect faith. Perfect goodness. Perfect obedience. I can't do it, Master. You can do it, or I wouldn't command it. Master, what about me? You? Go home to your father. Tell him all that you've seen, and then do all that I've said. Am I strong enough to change everything I've spent my life on up to now? You are if you want to be. Go your way, Cadmiel Baramasa. I know you, and I love you. And if you keep your heart clean, soon you'll be worthy of the love of your father. Hazor, hey, I'm home. So am I, father. I, Cadmiel. Oh, Cadville, I, I didn't see you there in the shadow. Uh, welcome home. Uh, is your mother here too? She stayed with Jesus for a few more days. She and Uzziah and the boy's mother Rahab. But I had to come home. Had to? The master told me I should come see you. Oh. Oh, I'm glad. Come in here with me. Have, have some wine with me. Hazor, wine. Here, sit with me on this rug. And let me tell you the strangest thing. There's a woman in town whose husband died only this morning. I, I went to her house secretly through the back way to give her the money to buy her house from her husband's creditors. And, and what do you think? They had already taken it away from her? No. Someone else had paid for it. Someone else had already done it. Now, I know you disapprove of my doing that sort of thing, Cadmiel, but... I don't disapprove anymore. You don't? When I was a child, you were always my best teacher. And, and now that you're a man... The Master sent me home to practice being like you. Oh. Oh. With your fortune and mine, Cadmiel, is Hebron big enough for our secret gifts? When we run out of misery here, I think there's enough in the rest of the world to keep us busy for a few years at least. I hoped... I hoped Jesus would do this miracle. He opened the eyes of more than one blind child. 